0: And all over this building, just begin to give God some glory all over this sanctuary. Come on, I wish I had a church that could just open up their mouth for a moment. Come on, can we honor the Savior in this place? Come on, can we honor the King of kings and the Lord of lords? I thought we came to be revived on tonight. Come on, is there anybody in here say, I came in expectation to meet the man on tonight. Come on, can you just honor him? He is here, and because he's here, I've got to give his name the glory. I've got to give his name the glory. So I dare you just for a moment to just open up your mouth and give him glory all over this place. Hallelujah. We serve a great God that wants to do great things. And I believe and I stand in expectation that he's gonna do something in the house even further beyond what he's done already. Do I have a witness in the house that believes that on tonight? Do me a favor while you're celebrating, put your hands together and celebrate the set gift over this house. Can you celebrate your man of God, your pastor? Come on, you can do better than that. Kingdom Fellowship, we show love to pastors. Come on here, let's celebrate him. Hallelujah. I thank God for him on tonight. And while you're celebrating, can you celebrate his awesome first lady and the first family on tonight? We celebrate you, woman of God. And to his beautiful daughter, we celebrate you as well. Hallelujah. It is good to be in the house of the Lord on this Wednesday night, isn't it? Your pastor has a special place in my heart, as he was one of the pastors that sat on my ordination council. You guys have one of the smartest pastors I've ever met. Just smart for no reason. Just smart. Just came out smart in Jesus' name. But I celebrate him and I celebrate all that God is doing over here at Greater Little Zion. Uh, I celebrate my husband in his absence. He's with our little guy on tonight. But I have one of the best churches. Sorry, Greater Little Zion. We love y'all on tonight. But I celebrate them on tonight, Kingdom Fellowship Church that is in the house of beyond today. And to our, thank you so much for turning me up. Thank you, Lord, for our awesome dance ministry that has ministered to our hearts on tonight. And that have prepared us. Do me a favor and go uh, grab your Bibles. And go with me to 1 Samuel chapter 17. You can stand for the reading of God's word. We're starting at verse number 50 from the NIV translation. Starting at verse number 50 and then read this way. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and stone. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine and killed him. David ran and stood over him. He took off the Philistine's sword and drew it from the sheath. After he killed him, he cut off his head with the sword. When the Philistines saw that their hero was dead, they turned and ran. Then the men of Israel and Judah surged forward with a shout and pursued the Philistines to the entrance of Gath and to the gates of Ekron. The word of God for the people of God is already blessed. I want you to do me a favor and help me preach my subject and share it with your neighbor. Just say, neighbor, Say, oh, neighbor, it dies today. Come on, look at another neighbor and say, neighbor, you weren't excited enough. Let me give me another neighbor over here. I need somebody that want to kill some stuff on tonight. And just say, neighbor, oh, neighbor, come on, it dies today. Come on, look at another neighbor. That wasn't the right neighbor. Even do one more time for the Holy Ghost. uh, And look at your neighbor, say, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. It dies today. Now give God some glory all over this sanctuary. Come on, you can do better than that. If you got some stuff you need to die to kill on tonight, that day, and just put your praise right there. Hallelujah. It dies today. Father God, we thank you, we bless you for this moment of preaching and teaching. God, stand up in me like only you know how. Speak, Holy Spirit. Kill some things in this place on tonight, oh God. I pray, Father God, that the people that have entered this building would not leave here the way they came, oh God. But I speak release in the atmosphere. I speak breakthrough and healing and deliverance and freedom in the name of Jesus. So, Spirit of the living God, move how you want to move. Speak how you want to speak. Do the unimaginable in this moment, oh God. We thank you and we bless you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It dies today. To be defeated means that you have succumbed, lost, or have been beaten by something. If the truth be told, there are a host of us that come to church every Sunday, faithful to Bible studies, singing in the choir, dancing on the dance ministry, ushering the folks in every Sunday, preaching and teaching, and the list goes on, but when we get home, are faced with life, and we still feel defeated. We are on high for a moment when you gather for worship, but once I get back to my reality because I have put on a facade at church like I got it all together, and I mask myself just for a moment while I sit in the pew for a moment. And the truth of the matter is if people really unmask me and look at me for who I really am, they will see that my middle name is defeat. Uh, Can I get us a help in here tonight? And what happens with many of us is once we feel defeated, we start like we are defeated and then we start speaking like we are defeated and before we realize we are living like we are defeated. But I came all the way from Fort Washington, Maryland to encourage you on tonight by letting you know that your season of defeat is over. Some of y'all don't even realize that your season of defeat was just temporarily occupying space for the winter season that's about to come your way. Where my real folks at tonight uh, that can say, I'm tired of living in defeat. I'm tired of being the victim and not being the victor. I'm tired of being broke, busted, and disgusted. I'm tired of being depressed and sad. I'm tired of being hopeless and feeling lost. I've been in this place too long. And as of tonight, I make the decoration over my own life that Something has to die tonight. Do me a favor and just encourage your neighbor and tell your neighbor something's going to die tonight. Tell me, I don't know why you came in here acting like you want to be all cute. If you came to be revived, that means that something has to be dead on it tonight. Just tell your neighbor we killing stuff in here tonight. And so we find Israel and the Philistines are at war. But there is a giant by the name of Goliath that is taunting them and putting fear into them because they feel as if they can't defeat him. David comes on the scene as he is on assignment from his father to take some food to his brothers. And upon arrival, they are starting to draw lines to face each other. And he hears, and here comes Goliath talking junk again, scaring the Israelites off. I'm just giving y'all a brief overview as we set this thing up. But in this, an offer is presented that whoever defeats Goliath, the king will give great wealth to, give his daughter in marriage, and will exempt his family from taxes. And it's evident David has, has some interest and asked some questions, and they explain it to him. In the process of all of this his brother Eliab is wondering why he's there he minimizes him by saying who whom did you did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness then he says I know you can your conceited self you are and how wicked your heart is you came only came down here to watch this battle here it was he only came to see about them and give them food and I thought about it Maybe Eliab was being so mean because the chapter before David was anointed to be king. Maybe he had a little jealousy in his heart or something or simply because David was just a little brother. You know how we treat the youngest at times. But David turns to someone else and brings up the subject matter of this thing with the giant and Saul overhears it and sends for him. And David tells him that he will go and fight the Philistine. And Saul is like, nah, you too young to fight. Nah, you can't fight them. He's been a warrior for years. And what's interesting is because what looks like defeat to them looks like an opportunity for victory for David. It's interesting because everyone can be presented with the same issue of a giant in front of them, but everyone won't respond the same way. Here it was. They are running from the giant, whereas David was running to the giant, he was trying to face it so he could defeat it. And oftentimes for many of us, we are so busy running from what looks like it's too big from us, running from what makes us afraid, running from what we don't want to face, that ultimately causes us to be defeated. And sometimes the very thing you are afraid to face is the very thing everything God wants you to defeat in which the first thing we get in our point on tonight David teaches us you can't defeat what you don't face and what we don't often realize is what we don't face will eventually end up having control over us in which after a while it won't be able to relinquish its whole all because you won't face it so you can conquer it many of us are just like the children of it, just like the Israelites where what is in front of us looks too big it looks impossible defeat so instead of facing it and dealing with it we run from it allowing whatever your it is to have power over you instead of you having power over it oh help me Holy Ghost many of you don't realize that you have literally given your giants control because you have made made it apparent that you can't beat it. I know your giant hurts you. I know you don't want to relive that, I know it's hard to beat it, I know it's just too much but the reason that many of us aren't winning and aren't defeating things is because we have given our giants way too much power over us that if you never learn to face it, you'll never walk in victory if we're going to win if we're going to kill some things we're gonna have to face what we need to face so we can defeat it some of you are so afraid to face it you don't feel like you got the strength to do it you don't feel like you have the ability you don't feel like you can i read a long time ago nothing beats a failure but a try and some of us won't even make an attempt which ultimately leaves us in a place of being stuck Your lack of effort to not even try to face some of the tough stuff in your life will leave you at a place of being hopeless and helpless, but also leave you at a place of being comfortable being defeated. you have to make up in your mind people of god now is the time that i've got to face some of my stuff i need to face my mistakes and i need to face my past and i need to face my fears and i need to face my insecurities i need to face my struggles just tell somebody if you're going to defeat it you gonna to have to face it so we know we have to face some stuff the second thing david teaches us is to never forget your past victories. Tell somebody, don't ever forget it. But here's the thing. David had a level of confidence that he had the ability to defeat Goliath, but he had that confidence because of his past victories. When him and Saul are going back and forth about his ability and what he could do and what he could not do, He tells Saul, listen, when the lion and bears would come up before and carry off my sheep, he said, I will go after it, rescue it from its mouth. And when it would turn on me, he said, I will kill the lion and the bear. But this is my favorite part. He said and the same Lord uh, me, uh, from the paw of the lion uh, and the paw of the bear will rescue me uh, from the hand of the Philistine. Uh, see, here's the thing. Uh, every now and then, uh, you have to do a flashback uh, to when God brought you out before. Every now and then, uh, you have to remember your past victories uh, because if you won before, guess what? Uh, it can happen for you again. Uh, you have to remember the fact uh, that God brought you out the last time uh, to help you beat the lions and tigers and bears oh my it's the same God uh, that is able to help you defeat uh, every giant uh, every fear every disappointment uh, every hurt uh, every pain uh, every setback Uh, David reminds us uh, that every now and then uh, you can't forget about your past victories uh, because your past victories uh, are the one indicator that if God can do it before he's the same God that can do it again I wish I had a church in here that can understand that he's the God of our core that if he did it before he can do it again I wish I had a church that can say I know that same God because he's the same God that provided for me and he's the same God that opened doors for me he's the same God that made ways for me. Is there anybody in here that can say every now and then, I have to do a flashback so I can remember what he did before. Just tell your neighbor don't forget your victory. We know we have to we know we have to face some stuff. We know we have to never forget our past victories the third thing is you have to know your authority just tell somebody know your authority here's the thing Saul agrees tries to dress himself in his garments basically Paul was trying i mean Saul was trying to put on him what he would normally go to war in. David, like, nah. I can't, I can't work with that. I don't know how to operate this stuff. This is the thing about many of us, because we're trying to defeat our stuff wearing other people's stuff. They ain't got the same devils at you. They ain't got the same situation as you. Tell him you can't fight that with your mama's prayers. You're going to have to learn how to pray yourself. So, David is like, David's like, nah, let me get my staff and my five smooth stones from the stream. And he goes and approaches the Philistine. He takes David as a joke, mocks him, tells him he's going to give his flesh to the birds and land the wild animals. Here's the thing. David faces him, but then David speaks to him. But he doesn't just speak to him, But he speaks to him with authority. Oh, I can't get no help in here. He says, you come to me with sword and spear and javelin. But I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defied he said this day the lord will deliver you into my hands and i will strike you down and cut off your head he said this very day I will give you to the carcasses of the Philistine army, to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those who gathered here will know that by your sword and your spear, that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and He will give all of you into her hands. His thing you've got to understand you can't just face your giant but every now and then you got to know your authority that you can speak to your giant and tell your giant just who's fighting for you is there anybody in here that can say i know my authority that every now and then i don't just face my giant Trump. See, some of us don't know our power, but if you understand the kind of power that you have, even when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will be on your side to stand against it. If there anybody in here that can say every now and then, when the enemy comes in talking all that smack, I got to remind him of the authority that I possess. Every now and then, I've got to tell the devil who I am and who I belong to. Sometimes you got to tell the devil, I ain't never scared. I don't know what you're talking about, devil. I ain't never scared. Come on, is there anybody in here that can say every now and then, I got to tell the devil, I ain't scared of you. You can try all your tricks you want to trick. If I recall, the Lord is fighting for me. And because he's fighting for me, I shall not be defeated. So, so then. The Philistine comes near him. He reaches in his bag, takes out his stone. Can you just imagine it? Here comes the giant. And here you are with a bag and some stones. He slings it. And then he strikes him. In the forehead, sinking the stone into his forehead, and he falls face down. But here's the thing I don't want you to miss. He faces the giant, he speaks to the giant. But here's the thing you need to understand he uses what he has. To defeat the giant. Oh, I can't get no help in here. See, you know, every now and then you got to understand your authority to speak over the giant. But you have to understand that giving you what you have uh, and what you need uh, to face and defeat the very giant that is trying to take you out. Is there anybody in here that can say every now and then, uh, I just got to use what I got. Uh, I don't have much, uh, but what I do have uh, is a lifestyle of prayer. And the last time that I checked, uh, prayer still works. Uh, You don't even understand. God will give you authority over your giant. Where well, you not only speak to it, but you also defeated with what you already got. Tell somebody you looking around at all this other stuff, but you already got what you need to defeat the giants in your life. Do me a favor and half five your neighbor and tell your neighbor just encourage them and tell them you already got what you need. Thing. y'all don't even realize God has given us so much power and authority over the enemy. We just don't know that we have it. See, some of us are walking around defeated because you don't know your authority. You don't realize that God has given you power and authority. If you understood that God had given you power and authority, then you would understand that he's given you the power to tread upon serpents. Come on, is there anybody in here that can understand I got the power? Just tell them, I got the juice. I got everything that I need to defeat that little old devil. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You need to understand and we gone. He doesn't just defeat the giant by hitting him with a rock. But the text says, in verse 51, that David ran over, stood over him, took the sword of the enemy. Y'all don't even know when to get excited. He knocked him out ran over to him took the enemy's sword so y'all don't know your power and authority when you know your power and authority you can use the enemy's weapon to defeat him himself oh i can't get no help in here every now and then you- to understand that I'm so powerful that I have the ability to take what the enemy meant to kill me with and use it to destroy him. So, here's the thing. He runs over to him. And when he runs over to him, he's not just like, na-na-na-na-boo-boo, I got you. But what he understands is that I'm going to have to cut his head off. You don't just need authority to speak and authority to face. But what you need to understand is that every now and then, you're going to have to kill the very thing that's been trying to kill you Every now and then, uh, you're going to have to get enough strength uh, that you can stand over the enemy uh, and you can use the very sword uh, that he was trying to kill you with uh, and you're going to have to cut his head off uh, and you're going to have to decree and declare that I'm killing everything uh, that was trying to kill me. I'm killing everything uh, that was trying to take me out. I'm killing everything uh, that was trying to keep me back is there anybody in here that has the power and understands that every now and then I'm not just gonna speak to the enemy but I'm gonna kill him come on tell him you're gonna have to kill this thing you're gonna have to kill this thing because this is what you gotta understand when you kill it it doesn't have the power to live again Tell them, kill it, kill it, kill it. Tell them, say, say, kill it, kill it, kill it. Tell them it dies today. Tell them you're going to have to kill the insecurities. You're going to have to kill the low self-esteem. You're going to have to kill the suicidal thoughts. You're going to have to kill the depression. Is there anybody in here that can say, after tonight, I'm going home. And there's some things that I'm going to have to kill. Just tell him, kill it, kill it, kill it. Come on, encourage your neighbor. Tell him, kill it, kill it, kill it. Come on, it's been living there too long. You've been dealing with that giant too long. In the name of Jesus, it dies today. Just tell him, kill it, kill it, kill it, kill it, kill it, kill it. Kill it. You've been dealing with it for 25 years. Kill it. Kill it. It can no longer hold you bound. Kill it. Kill it. Kill it. it. Tell them, kill it. Kill it. Just look at your neighbor and say, that means, neighbor, you're going to have to kill that thing tonight. Come on, tell them, you got to kill that. That thing has had control of you too long. You gonna have to kill it. It has to die. Come on, I wish somebody can be honest with yourself and say, there's some stuff in my life that has to die. Come on, the truth of the matter is, uh, the stuff that you've been carrying uh, is keeping you from your purpose, uh, and it's keeping you from your destiny, and it's keeping you from your power, and it's keeping you from your authority, but I decree and declare that I make the decoration over my life uh, that everything that was trying to destroy me, it dies today. Just tell them. Come on, when you see them on Sunday morning, just say. Come on, when they come into church and they don't want to speak, just say. Come on, there's some stuff that has to die in the church. Just tell your neighbor, it's got to die. Kill it, kill it. Here's the thing. See, I got something, she over here, she praising because she understands that the stuff that was trying to kill her was really trying to destroy her. Mm -hmm. See, y'all be trying to play games. You know the enemy don't pay fair. He's been trying to attack your mind for a long time. He's been carrying your self-esteem and killing you and telling you that you ain't worth nothing. You ain't never gonna be nothing. But after the day, tell him. the thing. Here's the thing. Come on, I'm one of those. I won't move past the moment. Come on, tell somebody, because I got some stuff I got to get off of me. Come on, tell them you've been wearing this jacket too long. You've been wearing that demon too long. Come on, you've been wearing that thing too long, and today it has to come off of you. He kills the giant. But then the men of Israel and Judah surge forward with a shot. Here's the thing that is interesting. What David killed. Those that are connected to him will never have to fight. Y'all missed that? When David kills, his children won't have to fight. When David kills, his children's children. Uh, won't have to fight oh I can't get no help in here what you don't understand is the very thing that God is calling you to kill is the very thing that the people connected to you won't have to deal with is there anybody in here that can say every now and then I've got to kill some stuff so that my children won't have to battle with it and my grandchildren won't have to battle with it that's why I have to Kill it! I have to kill it. I have to kill it so it won't live. I don't want my children to have to fight the same demons I had to fight. I don't want my children to have to struggle with the same stuff that I had to struggle with. Oh, I can't get no help in here. Y'all don't know that generational curses is real. That stuff is passed down from generation to generation to generation to generation. That's why I've got to kill it because I decree and declare that once I kill it, it shall never live in my bloodline again. That's why we have to kill it. That's why it can't live no more. Because there's some people that's connected to you that may not be equipped to fight it. may not walk in the same power and authority as you. That's why God is saying, you got to kill it. You got to kill it. You got to kill the addiction. You got to kill the mental illness. you'll have the enemy's head in your head that it shall never live again. That's why it has to die tonight. That's why you gotta kill this stuff that you're dealing with. somebody that is connected to you that is waiting on you to kill it because they don't have the strength and they don't have the power to defeat it. We have to make up in our minds very giant that's trying to destroy me. I don't want to have to fight it no more. Some of us are fighters that we've been fighting for 35 years. But because you won't face it, because you won't deal with it, because you won't speak to it, because you won't kill it. Now your children are dealing with it. Can't get no help in here. That's why it has to die today. It's fine. You got to make the decoration. I don't want this no more. Let us stand all over the building. I just wanna quickly pray for those who say, I got some giants I need to kill. This is a very honest moment. I got some stuff that I've been letting live and I know goodness well, God is telling me to let this thing go and kill it. Matter of fact, I'm attached to some people, some relationships. God told me to kill a long time ago but because I'm comfortable in it and I'm afraid to let it go, I won't kill it. I've been struggling with some things with even my faith where doubt has kicked in where I don't even believe like I should and I'm letting doubt and fear and distractions get in the way of my relationship with God. And God's been telling you, kill that, that right there, kill that. Because that's about to destroy you. If that's you on today, if any of those things, I just want you to beat me at the altar. All we're going to do is pray real quick. I gotta kill it today. I gotta let it go today. It has to go today.